I wanted a place for people to receive authentic guidance and practical ways to awaken. Thought-provoking, paradigm-shifting, and empowering. This is about expanding our human consciousness to create a wave of new possibilities. I'm Dr. Teresa Willard-Wyke, and this is Quantum Minds TV. Welcome back to Quantum Minds TV, where we take a deep dive into various perspectives on what it's going to take to create a shift in human consciousness. In this episode, we're continuing the conversation with mentor, leader, and sovereign obsessionist of the Modern Mystery School, Dave Lanyon, who bridges the worlds of hermetics, metaphysics, and spirituality with practical wisdom that can be universally applied to change people's lives. That point for me where I really self-initiated uh, was a point where I, you know, in graduate school had come to that, this place of realizing, you know, this this um, career path, this educational track that I'm on, everything I had thought my life was going to ultimately be about. And now I'm facing it. None of it's measuring up to how I might have imagined or hoped it would be. And I was really disappointed. And I felt, I felt after being immersed in 80 hours of physics week, I felt a, a lack of joy, a lack of purpose and meaning. And, and, and it was zapping my happiness and my creativity. And so I just thought something's got to give here. I can't, I can't keep doing this at the expense of my sense of joy and meaning. So I got to figure out what's going to bring that back into my life. And long story short, uh, it ultimately was spirituality that had to come in for me. Uh, whereas before I'd sort of put it on the shelf or just always sort of in the background on the side, it was never a priority. At that point, it became a priority in my life because I realized it brought that purpose and meaning back. But then the other thing, as I was getting excited about bridging science and spirituality and like, you know, the sense of purpose was waking up, I really felt like I need community now. And, and I felt like, where, where's my tribe? Where are the people that I can connect with that are on a similar wavelength that really, you know, want to go deeper in all of these understanding the mysteries of life and the universe? Who are they? And that was what ultimately set me on my search uh, that led me, synchronicity of the universe has kind of led me to the mystery school when I started asking for, I want to find my spiritual family. And that's one of the big benefits that I have found within this path uh, is that real sense of community and spiritual family. And, and, you know, I just knew it from the moment that I really went to the mystery school, even though I had a hard time with the, the concepts and you know, my ego resistances, I had this intuitive sense of these are, these are, I know these people, these are the people who I've been waiting to find. And um, so I think a lot of people feel that sense of coming home when they find their way to the mystery school. Yeah, it's it, very true. And when it happened for me, as much as I was able to acknowledge that this was the right place for me, I I resented myself <laughs> for doing it at the beginning because my ego was just huge. And I, I was for all intents and purposes successful in the, in, if anyone were to look at me from an exterior world. So there is a part of me that was arguing with myself constantly that why would I want to go on this journey to be around people, these people who believe as you, you, do you realize what you have to give up to do that? And there was a sort of sense of, 
of you're going to have to give up this aspect of your ego. And this ego has gotten you where you supposedly want to go. So th there was a struggle inside of if I let go of this, you'll become, you know, it, it, in essence, a fear of becoming a flake. You're going to be a flake. You know, you're going to be like a hippie, right? Uh, and you're going to be like meditating on flowers. And, and it's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do that. Uh, but but at some point, some part of you says, but I kind of like being like that. I kind of like the, this spiritual family. And yeah, they're all a bit crazy, but I'm I'm loving being around them. So that that took that took a while. I I for sure when I came into lineage was very standoffish, very very much, and I was an uncomfortable student. I remember. Yeah, because I was in so much argument with myself, but I kept going. But yeah, it was not easy. It was not easy. But I would change it for the world. I think this is a good moment, if I can, just to sort of pause in, in our reminiscing of our um, our own journey with the Modern Mystery School. I think that the things that we hit and the things that we're sharing really uh, they apply to any spiritual journey, any journey of transformation, really. You're going to hit these moments along the path of, of that progress progress that journey of transformation you're going to hit these moments where the ego really gets into its resistance and or you might feel alone at times or you might wonder why you're doing it you might wonder you know is it worth the sacrifice and all of the change that you have to go through the you know some of the pain that comes with that transformational fire um and and these are you know in, in us sharing our story it's about helping you also reflect upon you know, what it, what commitment is about, a uh, commitment to a path. And, and I think that that commitment really helps us to get through the harder points because it's not always going to be an easy journey. The, the journey to self mastery is a difficult journey and it takes that commitment and it takes that application of will. Uh, to really keep moving forward with it. So maybe you can just take a moment to speak to the, this commitment in general to the path and the application of will that it takes to, to really get to the gold that that journey of transformation has to offer versus, you know, kind of stopping in the midpoints. Yeah, well, commitment is um, an interesting thing. Commitment and, and discipline are the things that always get you where you want to go. Uh, if it's something that is an unnatural state. So I guess I guess what I'd say is our first state is our first nature. And that is where we are in life without a commitment to something. So if we sort of just abide by our whims, they, they come and go like the blowing winds, the sands of change. You're just sort of in your natural state. And, and so many people today think that nature is the superior form. And of course, we can point out where there may be some truth to that. But in terms of our growth, nature is our first starting place. It's, a, it's our starting step. And every step that we move forward is going to be into an unnatural state. And you can't become greater than your uh, natural state without commitment. There's just no way to do that. You will always gravitate back to the lower state of your natural state. And if you stick with something and you're committed long enough and disciplined long enough, then you end up uh, creating basically what we call a second nature, which is the nature that you have created from conscious free will and choice through honing commitment and discipline. And, you know, I, I actually just um, 
put a quote out on social media that said discipline is one of the, the key predictors of where you will end up in the fulfillment of your wishes and your dreams. And so very few people can achieve anything without discipline and commitment. Everything that is unnatural comes from the state of having to have discipline and commitment. So, and the path is unnatural. I say that, and yet we could argue that the path is completely natural to the spirit, to your soul and spirit is a natural state, but to the lower self, to the physical self or the, or the negative ego, it is a highly unnatural thing. And your, your success in life, the things that you want to do that go beyond the natural state, you're going to need commitment. It's one of the struggles that people have in the mystery school because when you first uh, become a student in the mystery school, very little is ever put upon you. Just do your thing. You know, here's a class if you want to take it. If you don't, that's fine. And as you get higher up and you want to work towards being a form of a teacher, what we'd call a guide, then levels of commitment come with that. And uh, anyone who's really achieved in life knows this. They know that if I'm going to become like yourself, a scientist, you had to commit to going to school, paying that money, getting a degree, study, essays, all of that stuff. You know, the pluses, the minuses, it always comes through commitment. You know, the best athletes in the world get there because they're committed to become the best in the world. And it's the same with anything in life, including this lineage that, Everything is available to a person in life, everything in the lineage and outside of it, but it's going to always have to be on the basis of your commitment. I, I've got six martial arts degrees. Mm -hmm. All of them came because of discipline and commitment, you know, and, and if, if I may for a moment, when you have passion that can displace discipline. So you have so much passion. I had a passion for martial arts. So I didn't need as much discipline because I was passionate about it. I wanted to do it. I just got out there and that, that sort of created the, the commitment. However, even then, sometimes we need that discipline because just like the fire, uh, like, you know, in alchemy, it can burn out of control. And so if our passion is too high and we don't have the discipline to say, hey, today's the day you need off. Today, you shouldn't train. Today, you maybe need to rest because you're pushing yourself too hard. The, the very passion, which is a benefit, can get out of control like a fire. So even in the most passionate people, I would say, you still need some level of discipline to hone that skill of yours so that you can do it properly. So yeah, it's, it's, it's essential to all growth in life. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things, uh, so, you know, the, about being in our natural state versus having commitment to become better than. Uh, that's one thing that we find when we commit to a path. But I think there's there's even more like with the mystery school path, because some people can become very committed to a belief system or to a uh, a social narrative or, you know, just to, to a matrix view of, you know, opinions. And, you know, so one of the things that I have found with the modern mystery school path has been that it gives us such a different perspective on world events and societal trends and narratives. And it helps us to really kind of break out of that matrix way of perceiving everything, getting so caught up in the drama of the, the media and the social, you know, social media narratives and, you know, all of this. So one of the things I'd like to talk about is, um, you know, let's dive into the mystery school path 
And, and specifically, I want us to demystify mystery school. Uh, because a lot of times people are like, oh, mystery school, what's the mystery, right? And so let's just demystify this for people. Like, what is it to be a mystery school? What, what, is, what qualifies something as a mystery school? What does it mean? Ah, yeah. Well, here, I'm going to let out the biggest secret. You, you've got a, an exclusive scoop here, Teresa. Here's the biggest secret about what the mystery school is. It's where the mystery of the mystery school comes from. The mystery is you. That's what the mystery school is. The mystery of the self, of you. You are mysterious to yourself. And uh, the entire path is about enlightening yourself to go beyond the mystery to become what we'd call a state of enlightenment where there's less mystery and more uh, uh, willful application of, of desire to do, to do the things you want to do. So you're, you're, there's not so much rolling around in the subconscious that you're uncertain of why you make these decisions or what's motivating you, all those things. So I would put it this way. Uh, the easiest way to demystify a mystery school is to make it really simple. The wisdom and teachings in the school have to serve you. If they don't, they're pointless. And for me, the rest doesn't matter. You could tell me that there are 10,000 angels that dance on the head of a pin. And I'll be like, okay. And how does that help me? Well, I just need you to know. That's not really relevant to me. You need to give me something that I can apply in my life. And that's where I see, for, especially for me as, as a sovereign obsessimist, the things that I teach are things that you can walk out of the room with and say, if I use this today, it's going to benefit me. Now, now some of those things are, you might need to have time to experience them. You know, it's not something you can do instantaneously. It's time in that creates the experience. And you realize if I do it this way, after a few months or sometimes a few years, I realize, ah, he was right. Yes, the teaching was right. It does work this way. It's not always abundantly easy to discern um, but in time, you come to realize that the wisdom inside of it is so applicable to life, so applicable to life. So to me, as much as I 100% um, believe in a higher order, in a hierarchy of light, in, in angelic realms and all that stuff, I also take it from the perspective of it just doesn't matter um, what this or that angel does, or if it works this way, unless it actually works and is applicable. And so uh, that's, that's for me where the lineage is really strong because it gives you very pragmatic, very practical tools to use in your life and for others, you know, that we call it a handing down where you can give it to someone else to be able to, to do something with. Um, and th there's one other aspect I, I think I'd like to touch on, and that is you know, so, someone might be sitting there saying, well, how do I know I'm uh, that what they're doing is or isn't a mystery school? And I, you know, the answer to that is I don't know. I, you know, who knows? It's an individual thing. But what I can tell you is this. If something is of God, then it is for all people. And it has always been for all people at all times. And never should it promote hatred or a negative state. And if you stick with that, if you stick to something that is eternally good for all humans, not just some humans, not just the past, but the future, but not the now, but not the then, it's good for everyone all the time, then you're pretty much sitting with something that is of the light. And that is this lineage. This lineage accepts everyone, no matter who you are. 
and is willing to offer wisdom and support for you to make decisions about your own life and and never for someone else to make those decisions for you because that's what real empowerment is having the power to make your own choices and applying your own free will let's take a pause from this fascinating conversation to enjoy a quick consciousness break This is the first step of initiation onto a path of accelerated progression. The Empower Thyself initiation really is kind of a two-step process. The first step is to receive the life activation, which really helps to align us with our greater purpose and potential. Then when we are ready to accelerate our progression, we take that next step, which is the Empower Thyself initiation. The life activation is like opening up the door to your potential. There's a lot of really amazing and empowering teachings, but even more importantly, you receive a lot of tools, practices that you can do in your life on a daily basis. So the Empower Thyself course is really about that. It's about your empowerment so that you can become the best you and so that you have the tools of empowerment to support you on a daily basis so that you can really set that flow in that course through your life. So one of the things that, um, you know, when, when I've defined a mystery school for people is that the mystery is about the mystery of life, that we, uh, we study the mysteries of life. We, that who are we? Why are we here? What's the purpose of it all? Is there, you know, such a thing as God or spirit? What's, you know, how does the universe work? Like these are the mysteries and the questions that we seek to study and I often compare the mystery school to being like a university for the soul. And, uh, you know, I went to university, of course, for my PhD in physics and, you know, all of the various education that I received in order to become a research scientist. And I, you know, just like uh, a, a regular university is a university that educates our mind and maybe a certain um skill set to become efficient or effective at a particular career path. The mystery school to me is about educating our soul to help us become really good at living life and being the best that we can be. Uh, and, and that's something that I have found personally that it, as much as I invested into um, my training with the mystery school, I paid a tuition to go to the modern mystery school. And, you know, but I found personally that every penny that I invested in the mystery school training and that education for my soul has been directly applied to life, directly benefiting every single day of my life and helping me create the life that I want to live and, and the future that I, you know, have always dreamed of. And uh, whereas, you know, all the time and energy and investment that I put into my academic career, yeah, I'm getting some things out of it, but not nearly you know, as much as what I got out of my investment into the mystery school. And, you know, one thing that people often criticize uh, us about is, oh, well, why do you mix business or taking money with spirituality? That these two things, you know, they, they think that money and spirituality shouldn't be mixed together. Um, and, and so when it comes to running a mystery school and, and the process of what we're doing, which is trying to empower people, how would you respond to this notion that if we're making business out of mystery school, that somehow must be tainting uh, things? Ah, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Honestly, I think more people need to do it this way. 
Uh, I think that they're within the system that the world is set up on, as in money makes the world go round. You, when you give money, you know a value within your society of what you're supposed to be getting back. I give this much money, that's what a car is worth. This much money is what a house is worth. This much money is what a loaf of bread is worth. And so it gives you clarity when you spend money on something. I find that there's so much corruption in spirituality because the, the story is that money taints. And that's completely untrue. Money is just simply a medium for exchange. And so when you assign a value, you're telling people, this is the value that we believe this brings to you. And should you wish to do that, this is how much it costs. That makes everything much more upfront and clear and in integrity. And there is another aspect that uh, exchange is a universal law. One must exchange. And I find that people want to they want to purport that their spiritual growth or their exploration of spirituality is so valuable that it's worthless. There should be no exchange. And my answer to that is don't treat something that's valuable as worthless. You, you wouldn't go to a restaurant and ask for food and expect not to pay it. You wouldn't go to watch a sporting event and expect not to pay. You wouldn't want a car dealership to give you a car and expect not to pay because you interpret those things as, well, of course, there's a value. Um, and so to me, it, it comes hand in hand. Now, some people would say, but if it's common knowledge, if it's, if it's knowledge for everyone, uh, why would you charge for that? And my answer is this. You have all the knowledge within yourself. You don't need the mystery school. If you can do it on your own, then you just do it. But if you need experts, and then you need to exchange for that expertise. And that helps us to uh, honor the value it has in our life. You know, we, we, if we look at all the students in the mystery school, those people that are there at the different levels of wherever they are in classes, they're there because they have found value in that exchange. And at any point in time, they, they could have stopped that value. So there's something within themselves that says, yes, this is good for me. I'm enjoying this. And, and I wouldn't refute that some of them might be there for pure entertainment. I don't know. Uh, and some are there for genuine exploration. And some are there for a little bit of everything. But it's within their own will and purview to do such a thing. And I think that if we ran spiritual understanding, more in integrity like we would a business you pay your taxes you charge tax there's receipts all that stuff i think you would clean up so much of the negativity that is associated with sort of more spiritual practices that are uh non-religious and, and even in religion there's there's questions about that integrity so to me i think it's it's the right choice you know you, you do your best until there's a better and i think it's it's the best choice right now Mm -hmm. And if it comes to value and, and we're giving the exchange for something that we value, when somebody says, uh, well, it's too expensive, I miss your school's too, too expensive, what is it that they're really saying? Is it too expensive? For me, it's, well, there's one of two things. Either, either they don't truly see the value of what it is you're offering, and that's, that's okay. 
but saying it's too expensive in tones that they see a value, but not that much of a value. Um, or they're saying what I've seen with more experience is that they don't have enough desire within themselves to go down this road this way. And that's, you know, that's totally okay. You, you go do your thing, do what, you know, what brings you joy. I mean, do it your way. Um, but I personally, for me, a decision that I made a long time ago is that the best investment, and I teach this to the students, is in the self. Don't invest in something else. Invest in yourself because no matter what happens, you're always with you. <laughs> and so you're investing in, in an aspect that's always with you. And, you, you know, you've got your, your degree in science. You have masteries in alchemy and Kabbalah and, and many other things. And that's with you. That investment is in yourself. So when someone talks about the mystery school and they talk about expenses, I look at it from the perspective that they're maybe not ready to invest in themselves enough yet. And, and that's okay. They, they mm -hmm. don't have to, but I would say whatever you do in life, whatever decisions you make, invest in yourself uh, first and foremost, because uh, that's really where mm -hmm. the benefits going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people, they'll put the value in things that are outside of themselves. But when it comes to putting, seeing the value and investing within oneself to say that something is too expensive or not worth it for them to do, it's almost like they're saying, I'm not worth investing in myself. Right. And, and then it, that, but they project it out because everything is about the external value versus the internal value. So I have found personally that just like you said, the, the best investments I've ever made have been within myself and not just within my, my education for career purposes, but within me becoming a better version of me. And, and the more that I've, you know, invested in my own personal inner growth, the more that has then been able to be outwardly expressed and manifested into my life in outer growth and outer flow of abundance. So it's like our, our, our whole sense of abundance comes from within. And it's very relative to what we believe we are worth or what we believe, uh, you know, the, the spirit is worth, right? The, these value systems that we have uh, starts from the inside out. Now, I'm going to change the subject here because one of the other big things that comes with uh, distinguishing what is a mystery school, and I think there are other groups, you know, out there that call themselves a mystery school, but the, my understanding of, of what we do and my experience of what we do in the modern mystery school has been very different in just studying the mysteries, for example. We do more than just study the mysteries and learn tools uh, for you know, spiritual practice or improving our lives. There is something that, that we work with uh, in, which is called lineage, right? And, and this, lineage thing is something that really distinguishes us as a as a mystery school that has ancient roots versus just something that you know one person decided to start and and teach their concepts of things uh we have the handing down process that goes back pretty far so can you explain for the layperson what is lineage why is it important and then how do we know what, that we have lineage how do what is our evidence and how do we know that it's unbroken do we have any evidence for that yeah that's it's a it's a, another good question great questions so um lineage is in terms of what we do as a mystery school is something that has um a tried and trust uh, tried and tested history of practices teachings 
healings, modalities um, that have been around for, in our case, thousands of years that uh, through this tried and tested practice are proven to work and to be accurate. So they don't come from a person. They don't come from someone's whims. They don't come from something that just popped into someone's head and, hey, let's all do this and let's try. Uh, ultimately, how do you know that it is accurate, it is true, is through your own application and ex direct experience. So we have something called a life activation. And for the people, I, I don't do them anymore because it's been many years and there's many thousands who can do it. But when I did do it, you know, one of the questions would come up, well, how do you know this, this works? And I'd say, try it. And we still use that methodology today. Try it, watch what happens. Because so many people seek validation of something from outside themselves. They seek it from, maybe it's from a book. There's a lot of people, oh, the book, this book says this, that organization says this. And the bottom line is none of it matters if it doesn't actually apply to your direct experience. If it doesn't in some way, shape or form inform you more about your own life and help you to grow and understand something, the rest is almost inconsequential. So I could go back and we have many, many books. And for example, on our reading list, and I could say, but it says it here, it says it there, it's written here, it's written on the scroll, it's back here, it's back there. That for a discerning person should be no different than me just saying it to you sitting in front of you, because it really doesn't make a difference. You know, I, I, I wrote a book, I know you're an author of many books, why anyone would believe what we wrote in our books than anyone else, I don't know. You would have to look at what's in the book and say, does this work for me? Does this make sense? Does this clarify something? Then that book has true authenticity in your life because you're like, yes, I read the book. It makes a difference. I, I apply this teaching now. And so when I look at lineage, when I look at anything inside or outside this mystery school, if it doesn't benefit my growth or my understanding to improve myself or others, it really doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if it was written in a book 4,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or yesterday. Does it make sense to what we're doing? Now, a big aspect of lineage is the fact that it does have generational understandings. So one of the things that I do lean on, I, I think it's helped me a lot, is when you have all those doubts, you have to realize that plenty of people before you had those same doubts about those same things. And yet, something about this teaching or this modality continues to permeate after thousands of years in its necessity of something. Uh, when I first got initiated, I didn't know if, you know, I didn't know what the initiation would do. I didn't know if I even actually believed in it. But after my initiation and then a period of time after that, it was quite clear to me that something had changed even though I kind of wanted it to fail because I wanted it to be free of myself having to realize that there was this other greater thing I needed to pursue. I almost wanted it to fail. Um, and so it didn't matter to me that there was all these other people, including, you know, someone like founder Guni who said, yeah, this, this thing works. And you're like, yeah, okay, maybe it was me. It was what it did to me. And so in all of those things, these are all important to lineage, but ultimately, it's what, what matters to you. 
and, and it's how it affects you that gives its strength and validity in your life. And please, as an obsessimist, I would say this to you. Do not outsource your discernment to anyone else in your life. Don't give it over to an organization, a government, a church, or anything else and say, this person will decide what I know and don't know what is true and what is not true. You need to do that for within yourself. Join us again as we continue to dive deeper into this enlightening conversation with Obsessimus Dave Lanyon on the next episode of Quantum Minds TV. This conscious conversation was created, produced, and recorded by Dr. Teresa Bullard-Wyke in collaboration with Dave Lanyon and edited by Verse Content and HH Films and Photo. The theme music was created by Tim Mountain of Evenload Productions. Quantum Minds TV is a product of the Quantum Learning Academy. 